Yes, indeed. Good morning. We are all set to answer your uh, home improvement questions, whatever they might be. You know, tis the season. We heard Al say that uh, summertime is coming in uh, officially. Uh, Andy Lindis, good morning, by the way. This afternoon. Good morning. 4.43 this afternoon. Uh, as if we haven't had some <laughs> kind of summer hot weather uh, lately, certainly. And I was thinking about your crews out there, and I know you, you take special care to make sure that those folks are, are you know, are okay. Uh, certainly with all this different and inclement weather they, they have to uh, work in. Uh, I wanted to ask you something about um, uh, GAF shingles. You know, I, I check out your uh, Facebook social media sites with Linda's Construction all the time. And what is this about this new, uh, or maybe it's newer type of GAF shingle that has this wind resistance, I think I might call it. It's uh, pretty neat, isn't it? Uh, I don't know what you've seen about it, but Here's the cool part, Denny, is they've they've done testing now with just the glue and the shingle, and it doesn't blow off. Um, and and this is the this is going to revolutionize the industry. It already is revolutionizing the industry because I don't know how best to describe it. It's either welded or stitched, depending on who you talk to. But this is the first time uh, an architectural shingle has been designed this way. So it gives you a wind warranty that is better than any other shingle manufacturer. So you never have to worry about nails. In fact, you can actually put the shingle on with three nails. We still use six, but you can put it on with three nails, and you'll never have to worry about a Denny. It's 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 really cool for especially like steep slope houses. When the steeper the slope, the more pressure you'd be putting on that type of shingle. So the, the steeper the slope, this this shingle really really starts to shine. I remember, too, that uh, several years ago, after some hail damage, uh, I had Lindis uh, come in and uh, put in uh, those great. And to this day, I love the look of these GAF shingles. Now, they're not that that type that you're just talking about. But they still, and I think the new ones, too, you're talking about, still have that uh, 50-year non-prorated warranty, right? Yes, exactly. Wow. And, And you have the Glenwood shingle. I mean, that's that's a step above even what you've seen on Facebook recently, Denny. Mm-hmm. What you've seen on Facebook is the HDZ shingle. The Glenwood shingle is a step above what, like, but the shingle you have in your house, yeah. it is the best shingle you can buy, buddy, still to this day. It looks like when we show up to put a Glenwood shingle on your house, I'd like yeah. you remember, it looks like we're going to shingle the neighborhood. And <laughs> you're talking like, like 14 shingles in a bundle. It's like six bundles to a square versus that HDZ shingle with three bundles to a square. Wow. What a difference. And I, again, I, I've said this before on the show, and I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent here, but they look good. I mean, it, you drive up to the house, and it just, I love that, that three dimensional look to it. Uh, besides the, the color and all of that stuff. But I, I had to ask you about the, uh, this new word, GAF, that uh, I know you had addressed it before. So what's happening now lately? What what are the crews working on? Are they still doing everything? Decks, windows, siding, <laughs> roofing, gutters? All of the above, I suppose. Yeah, Denny, you know, be, because of circumstances and other, other things, we've all spent way more time in our houses this year. And, and people are really trying to get us to add on to their space, add on to existing living space, outdoor living space, outdoor kitchens. 
those types of things have uh, the, the amount of inquiries and the amount of phone calls we're receiving for people asking about that is, is up like 40%. And, and, and who's to blame? Look at how much time we spent in our homes. And we're in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Our outdoor living is, is a pretty short window. So the more we can do to enhance that, it seems like that, that if, 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 if we got five phone calls, three of them are about outdoor living. It's, it's pretty crazy right now. Wow. So speaking of phone calls, and uh, let's throw in some text messages too. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, call it in or text it in. It's the same phone number, same number. 651-989-9226. So call us or text us your uh, home improvement question. 651-989-9226. Uh, you mentioned, and you do this from time to time, Andy, on the show about uh, outdoor uh, outdoor kitchens specifically, outdoor living spaces. What projects over the last few years has Linda's done? Uh, give us an idea of what, you know, what, what, paint us a picture here. What, what's out there? Is it like <laughs> pizza ovens or what, what do they have out there? Yeah, yeah, you name it. We've, we've, we've done it. Um, you know, Corey and I have that, that Hey, Let's Build It podcast. We just mm-hmm. did a complete podcast just on outdoor living. And, and he asked the same question. Like, like, like what, name a deck that you guys have completed in the last 12 months that I'm, I'm telling you, there's this one deck that always comes to mind when I get this question. It's three tiers. It so we the the you have the, your main deck is almost three thousand square feet. Uh, this deck is it wraps around the house. It has a spiral staircase that goes up to a smaller deck to the master bedroom, and then a spiral staircase that goes down to the enclosed patio that we built underneath it. So you have a you have a four season porch underneath this deck with a really cool underdecking system. Like like we talked about on the on the show, underdecking is awesome, but it's going to leak unless you maintain it. And the outdoor kitchen that we designed for this one place—I mean, there was two refrigerators, a flat top, a, a flat top griddle, a stand-up smoker, a regular pellet grill that goes from 180 degrees to 700 degrees. I mean, on the grill alone, they spent ten thousand dollars, Denny. And we just don't we don't get that opportunity on a regular basis to work on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar deck. And that's what this was. It was I, I, I thank my lucky stars all the time because this deck is like the best deck in that neighborhood and it's gotten me so many work so many jobs over the years because we built that one deck. We haven't done another one that come close to as cool as that deck is, but everyone sees that deck and, and they want us to at least show them what we could do at their house. And it's just something I always look back on and very grateful for the opportunity to do it. But more and more people are asking about this. And we, we were joking. You know, my the first house I ever bought was $65,000. And that deck was more than double what my first home cost. And, <laughs> and honestly, that deck was way cooler than what my first home was too. So there is that. Did you say it was a 3,000-square-foot deck? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Well, pretty neat, huh? I should say. That's a whole uh, t- lot of Zuri. I guess there would be, yeah, in that. I'll tell you what, if, we're going to take a break here, Andy, but if uh, if our listeners have any kind of question, it could be about decks, uh, surface cleaning, whatever, uh, this time of year, which reminds me, I've got to get cooking on that too. But your questions <laughs> uh, involving any kind of home improvement projects, maybe you're in the middle of one right now and you need some assistance. Uh, call us or text us. 
at 651-989-9226. This is the Home Improvement Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday on CCO this hour, 9 o'clock hour, by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus is helping you out today by phone and by text. If you have a question, call it in. Any kind of a home improvement question, we welcome yours. 651-989-9226. And uh, let's see, the temperature reading in the Twin Cities, 68 degrees right now, Andy, with summer officially coming in at 443 this afternoon. Clarence in St. Paul, I believe, has called in with a question for you. Clarence, what is your question for Andy? When you're looking at roofs around town, wherever there's a galvanized metal stack vent, there is none of that black stain underneath it. Are the shingle company starting to put something in the shingles so that we don't get that black stain? Yeah, and there's ways you can treat your roof to get rid of that black stain, too. All that is is an algae growth um, that that is happening on your roof. And the reason why it's clean underneath that pipe is because that pipe is made out of galvanized steel, the galvanized steel has, it's all it is is a zinc coating. The zinc oxidizes in a way it doesn't allow that algae to grow on your roof. Now, that's why another cool part about, we talked about the HDZ shingles that GIF came up with. They also impregnate all of their shingles with copper. Hmm. So the copper works just like the galvanized steel is going to and doesn't allow that algae to grow. That's why GIF has the longest algae warranty of any shingle manufacturer out there right now. Now, having said that, if I get to a house that has a lot of shade, and especially oak trees, for whatever reason, Denny, um, with oak trees, has a tendency to not only get the black stuff on roofs, but they create some of that green that green mildew uh, yes. that, can, that can happen on roofs. You see it a lot on cedar shakes, but I see it on asphalt roofs when it's really shady and oak trees are present. So when that happens, even though that GAF has a copper impregnated in their shingles i think still it's only a 15-year warranty which is markedly longer than everyone else's warranty i will still install what we call a zinc strip just a piece of galvanized steel at the peak of the roof when you do that across the entire roof that's going to galvanize or oxidize the entire slope to make sure that algae can't grow there so if you, if you really have a shady spot we can take care of that but there's ways if like there's a lot of roofs and people think they're losing granules when they look at that, that, that black stuff that's on the roof, the black streaky things, they think they lost mm-hmm. it. It's just an algae that's growing on your roof. You could clean it or spend $20,000 and replace your roof. And sometimes people get talked into replacing their roof when they really, all they need, need to do is clean it. Yeah, it, it's not, uh, that algae is not necessarily damaging to the shingles, right, at all? No. Discoloration. Discoloration. Yeah, left untreated, it, it can start to wear on the life of your shingles, and then it'll start to eat your shingles. That's what it's doing. It's, hmm. it's a living organism on your roof that's feeding on your shingles. So if you don't treat it, yeah, it's going to cut down the life of your shingles. But typically, it's a very treatable thing that doesn't require you to replace your roof. 651-989-9226. You want to call in your question or send a text for Andy. 651-989-9226. You know, one the question that we used to get quite often and not so much anymore at all, and I've I got to ask you why, your, your theory, is that we used to get questions all the time about venting. You know, the whirlybirds, they have, the, you know, six different box vents or what. And, and you have always, not always, but you've talked about a ridge vent. Is that, has that happened more often than not, or is that 
Do you use that exclusively now in roofing? Well, we, we try to use it anywhere we can. Certain roofs aren't going to, there's just not enough ridge to get the proper amount of venting that we would need. So we're going to have to use box vents or and GAF has some awesome solar options too for, for being able to work with some of these roofs that we get to. Have you ever seen like a gable vent on a house, Danny? Mm-hmm. With that, like the, the, imagine like this a ranch house. It's got a peak on both sides. We run into a lot of these houses where they have gable vents. So, so it's a vent that's in the peak of the house in the siding. And you have an intake on one side, depending on which way the wind's blowing, and an outtake on the other. And that's how that entire roof vents. When I see that, we try to clog those and, and, and cover those back up. And sometimes we'll have to use a solar vent to get the proper amount of venting in that attic. Remember, our goal in the wintertime is to have an attic space that's almost the exact same temperature as it is outside. When you do that, you you'll really if you can accomplish that, your chances of having an ice dam are very, very small. And ice dams and ice are one of the the two of the biggest things we want to talk to people about because if something's going to damage or cause leaking on your roof, typically it's going to happen in the winter in Minnesota, at least on, on the projects that we work on. You know, we talk, and at least I do, uh, for years now, I think probably close to 20, about uh, leaf guard gutters, the leaf guard gutter system. What I, I used to bring up more often than I have recently, and I should, I think, more often, is the downspouts, the difference. And people have asked me over the years, well, what do you like about the, the, those leaf guard gutters? I hear, oh, this gutter system and that gutter system. I said, well, just look at the downspouts in my house here compared to, you know, some other, quote, standard type of down. Explain a little bit about that. You can do it so much better than I can. About what's well, the advantage? Mean, yeah, you, you, your standard downspout is going to be about six square inches uh, of space, and and ours is a three by four inch downspout, so it gives you twelve square inches of space. Not only that, um, the downspout that we use is going to be twenty percent thicker than any other material you find, so it's very durable, and we have some some really awesome underground systems that we've, we've done lately too. We can do the, the drains that come out in your yard and pop up. We have, you know, leaf guard's awesome, but some stuff could get in there. It's a combination of the, the actual leaf guard gutters, the larger downspouts, which allows us to handle a higher volume of water at a faster pace. So even little things like shingle rocks that can get, get in your gutter are able to wash out. Now, if you have an underground system, we actually have a basket we can install in your downspouts that you can pull this basket out of your downspouts and just check to see what's been flushed through. It's something mm. you're going to have to do on a regular basis. But if you have an underground system, just imagine this. You never have to worry about that underground system clogging. Every now and then, you got to walk over to your downspout and pull a basket out and empty the shingle rocks that have washed through your gutter system and then put it back in. You're never going to have to make that call. Water is leaking into my house because my drain tile is plugged, and then you got to get the rotor rooter guy out. It's just a... Uh, it's a nice safeguard. So it really is a system that makes leaf guard clog free. 99% of the tree debris is not going to get in there. What does? Because of our larger downspawn, it's able to wash out. Yeah, I'm giving say. people a, uh, a lifetime no clog guarantee that says if it ever clogs, we'll come out and clean it for free. You take every step to make sure we're not out there cleaning gutters. We have over 70,000 customers. We're not cleaning gutters on a regular basis, I can tell you that much. Well, you've never come out here in 20 years, I can tell you that. <laughs> Nor have I had to do it either, so there. Uh, you can I'll tell you what. If you want, Denny, we're still not coming. 
<laughs> Very good. <laughs> Hang on, Andy. We're going to take a break. Just a reminder to our listeners, Andy, that uh, we have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind, it could be about decks, could be about roofing, could be about windows. Uh, whatever your home improvement question uh, might be, call it in or text it in. Here's the number. Same number applies. 651-989-9226. We'll take this break. Be back with more home improvement on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to our home improvement show. I round every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, lindusconstruction.com. Andy Lindus is with us on the horn today helping you out. Andy, we have callers. We have texters as well. So let's get to it. Now, if you do have a home improvement question, don't wait. Uh, we, sometimes we, we tend to get kind of get backed up and backlogged, and we don't get the chance <laughs> to answer all the questions. So uh, by all means, uh, send it to us uh, quickly. C- call it in, text it in, same number. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Minneapolis, our destination this time. Chris is there. Chris, you are on with Andy. Thank you. I, I have a question. I'm, I'm looking at the, either the Zuri or the Azac for decking material, but it's my main entrance to the home. I use it several times a day in the winter months, and and also I'm concerned about snow shoveling. Is there any benefit, in your judgment, any of those two are better usage for my need? Ah, uh, you know that's a really good question. Azek is ground leaning, um, and and the way I lean that way, if it's going to be the main entryway into your house, and which is the how my deck is built, any my the main entryway in my house is is on a deck. I have Zuri. What I don't like about my Zuri product is it's slippery in the wintertime. That is the biggest difference between those two products, in, in my opinion. Outside, there's some expansion and contraction issues that Zuri has that Azac doesn't. But outside of that, the, 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 how slippery Zuri is in the wintertime is, is an issue, especially in the early wintertime when you're getting that frost up stuff that can happen or late uh, late winter, early spring. That frostiness of the deck, it's, 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 it's dangerous. And, and this is how we, we started leaving my house this spring, Denny. Was, Have a good day. I love you. Don't kill yourself on the deck. That's <laughs> what we would say to each other well, on you... the way out. Just to remind, like, we got a, it's a stairs going down. And that stairs, some days, was, was a little difficult to navigate. So I, if it were me and I, I, I were doing over it again, I'd pick the ASAC TimberTech material because it's the best of all worlds. You're never going to have to worry about it. You're not going to damage the shoveling it. And it's not going to get that slippery in the wintertime. Well, that's good because you and Chris both, they use it uh, as, as an entrance and exit, obviously. So that's that's very important. So, all right, good, good information. Thank you, Chris. 651-989-9226, that line is open for your uh, home improvement question. Let's go to St. Francis, Andy. I think Janice has been waiting there to answer or ask her a question. And Janice, uh, we're listening. What's your question? Good morning, gentlemen. My question is, what is the best product to use to paint a cement patio? Hmm. Well, if if for me, I know I know you're doing this outside. I yep. like what would are you trying to get a certain look on the patio? Are you yes. just trying to make the concrete like well, what what kind of look are you going for? Like a a tan look to match the rocks that I put around the house. Yeah, what I think you're going to be better off is they make um, a sealer for concrete that you can dye. 
it's going to be something you have to do about every other year. That's going to be okay. better than painting painting concrete. So go to any Samsung store, and it's a powder that you add. To and and for like my deck, like like my my patio is is stamped to look like wood planks, Denny. And I love my concrete guys. It's just you know you get to work with them all the time. And, and honestly, one of the they're one of the guys that works at this my my concrete guy's place is a, a high school buddy of mine. So I always get talked into testing stuff and trying stuff. The first time we did it, didn't turn out so great, a little blotchy. But once he ex- got got to the expert level of being able to apply this stuff, it really does make a lot of sense. Now every year or every other year, all you got to do is seal your concrete, and you're going to be adding more stain to it. And there's there's ways you can acid etch it. There's a dye you can get for your concrete. And, and, if, and if you really want to go to the next level, there's a polyurea product that you can get. But that's going to require you to grind your cement and polyurea or epoxy coatings just don't last as much outside as as, as well outside as a sealer stain or an acid etching is going to do. Yeah, I, that that you mentioned Semstone. I think if anything, uh, Janice could uh, call any one of their locations. We've suggested that over the years, and uh, get, get some of the pros' uh, thoughts on that. And uh, they might even find some uh, elements of chemicals there uh, to do that very thing. So uh, yeah, get get a hold of Semstone, C E M, like cement and stone. Semstone. All right, thanks, Janice. Good luck uh, with that project. You're right. Uh, the uh, the uh, polyurethane, the epoxy, they do last better, yeah, or longer, I should say, inside. Like you, you have it in your uh, your floor downstairs, right? Yeah, I have it on my floor in my basement, and and my buddies at uh, Blackhawk Garage, they're installing polyurea floors on on a daily basis right now. In fact, one of my neighbors is getting uh, his garage done by them as we speak. And the, the the stuff lasts a long time inside, and I've seen it do well outside. And at our, at the local hockey rink, we actually he installed the the polyurea on wood steps inside the rink, Denny, and and we've never had to touch those steps in huh. eight years. So it's a, an epoxy wow. coating on wood steps, but and you're talking about a commercial building, and I'm telling you, for whatever reason, those stairs going upstairs in the hockey rink get used. A ton. Little kids are running up and down them all the time. It's a dry well imagine. So imagine 50 kids going up it with hockey equipment on a regular basis, and it still looks like the day we installed it. That's how durable this stuff can be. But when you add sunlight to the mix, it, 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 it really can start to break that, that product down longer or faster than, than we would like. Yeah, indeed. Let's go back to the phones. Vadness Heights is where we're heading, and I think Steve has been waiting there to ask a question. Steve, thank you. What is your question? Hi there, fellas. Yeah, we've been in our house about three years, and I had the mud dry, driveway mud jacked, and he suggested caulking the joints. I'm going to do that, and we have about a 2.5% grade, about a 15.5-inch drop in 52 feet, so I can't use a self-leveling joint compound uh, uh, sealant. What would be the absolute best one that I could use it? Uh, OSI makes a product both for concrete driveways and asphalt driveways, and they're, and they're two different products that, that go in, in those types of cracks. Now, um, the product I'm thinking of with OSI is it takes a long time to dry. When I say it takes a long time to dry, I know a buddy of mine used this on cracks on his driveway, 
And then he had a family of birds walk across, and all of the chicks got stuck in that caulk and couldn't <laughs> oh, no, leave. Geez. And then he spent oh, trying oh. to clean that caulk off chicks' feathers, and the mom wouldn't take them back. It ended up being a really bad Saturday. But So just be really careful, and most people are going to cover that caulking for at least a day or two with some type of cardboard or some type of tent just to make sure that nothing, like, like if, if, when you put it out, any leaf that blows on it, if you don't address it right away, it's going to be stuck there for life or it's going to put a mark in it or cause leaking. So it, it takes a long time to dry, but OSI makes a really good joint compound for driveways. Yeah, I, uh, as a matter of fact, I was doing a little bit of that work uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. I, I mentioned to you last Saturday, Andy, that uh, that uh, Jesse Treble's uh, Safe Basement folks were coming out to take a look at this little corner of my walk that had sunk in because yeah. of the substrate. And uh, they came out and they did some, not mud jacking, but foam jacking. And they're very cautious. I've never never seen the process before. It was interesting. Because the guy uh, did it very carefully because, as you know, if you put too much in, <laughs> I mean, you could yeah. you could have buckling from other other angles, other uh, blocks of the walk, but they did get a chance to, he did, to uh, to raise that. He was very careful about it, as I said. And it, it's quite an interesting proje- uh, process because I'd never seen it before. You know how they drill down, and then when they're done with the foam, they cap it off, and you really don't see any evidence of them even drilling into your walk. They did quite well. So I wanted to give you kind of a result there when uh, when they were uh, over last week. So nice job, nice job by uh, by those folks. Foam jack, fun to watch though, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Yeah, the guy said you can watch if you want. I said you bet. <laughs> I'm here to learn. <laughs> All right, hang on, Andy. We're going to take a break here. Invite our listeners to call in or text in. We've got some uh, uh, questions via text too. We'll get to six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the number uh, for both phone call and text messages. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are around every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour welcoming, as usual, your phone calls and text messages for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, tell you what, before we run out of time, let's grab some more calls here. Folks have been waiting, Andy. Like Tim is calling in from Princeton this morning. Tim, Andy is listening. What's your question? Um, Hi. Uh, my son here recently bought a house and... Uh, Somebody parked, well, where they parked on the driveway, the car sunk. And a couple of days later, there was a hole. Now, it's about 12 inches in diameter, where it's basically a sinkhole underneath the blacktop. Um, I mean, I know we'd have to chop it out, put Class 5 or something in there. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't have access to hot blacktop. So I, I would assume I'd have to go with cold mix which typically doesn't stay in real good. Um, any suggestions? Uh, you know, patching in asphalt, it, even with the cold mix, you, you should be okay, especially if you're going to put a sealer over the top. That's the cool part about asphalt is when you when you do that patch and if you address the, the hole and why that hole happened, it shouldn't happen again. But then once you once you do the patch, typically people are putting a sealer over the top of that so you even know the patch is there. And 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 depending on how big the the spot is, you may or may not have to use a, a, a cold mix. But it, I wouldn't like I would contact a driveway company and and the number 
to get a hot mix or somebody to come out and actually fix that spot isn't going to be wildly expensive. You might have to wait a while. And just like most home improvements right now, people that are good at what they do have a pretty good backlog. But if you can be patient, getting a professional to come in with the right stuff isn't going to be as expensive as I would at least explore that option before I try to fix that myself. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Tim. Good luck with that. Uh, let's go to St. Paul. I think, I think uh, Carrie has been waiting there. Carrie, we have time for your call for Andy. Go ahead, Carrie. Hi. Hello, hello. Um, we, we have a, stereo, uh, a stucco house, and we're looking at um, siding that house and just wondering what kind of a process we would be looking at to do that. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Um, a very dirty process, one, removing stucco out of all the projects that we tackle on a regular basis, Denny, that is probably one of the hardest and most difficult tasks. That's why most siding companies, when they see that, they just, they just want to put siding over the top of stucco. And you and I talk all the time. I mean, you wouldn't paint a rusty car, right? You know, and you want to get down to the bare metal and the house is no different. We want to get down to the bare bones. We want to address water infiltration, air infiltration, things that, that, that can really make a difference on a house. We want to get down to the actual sheeting and build it out from there. So putting something over the top of stucco is never a good option. And, and removing stucco, it's, it's not a fun process. It's not a quick process, but it is a very doable thing. You want to remove all the stucco, and then whatever siding you choose is typically going to be better than stucco and, and longer lasting. It, the stucco that's going on houses nowadays, it just doesn't seem it's – not, it's not an option I would choose for my house, Denny. Let's put it that way. Okay. I, we have some text messages, Dandy, I want to try to grab before we run out of time. And the, the text it does not tell us what, what the problem is, but the question is, would you explain again how you fix a roof on a story and a half from winter weather damage? I'm not sure what kind of damage they're talking about. What, do you, what would you guess? Well, I every time I'm in a story and a half homes attic, you know, these are the type of houses you go up to the upstairs, they have the knee walls. What I mean is a knee wall is about the, about the height of your knee before it starts to actually go up with the peak of the roof. There's never enough area in those, in those types of roofs to get the proper amount of ventilation or insulation, so they really are susceptible to ice dams. And if you have ice dams, you're probably going to have some leaking that happens, and it's just a hard thing to address. And we've done, you name it, we've tried it on Story and a Half Homes, and what we found our best option typically is putting down three inches of foam on the roof and then putting a metal roof to allow the snow to sheet off it so that snow is going to come off your house before it has a chance to melt. The, the three inches of foam is going to give us enough thermal break that allows it to happen so ice, ice isn't going to occur. But even like tearing off the roof and spray foaming that entire area and trying to run different vents, it, it it does a pro it does an okay job, but it's markedly more expensive than putting down the three inches of foam in the metal roof. But and it's not as effective. We really we've done that about twenty five times now in the Twin Cities metro area. The three inches of foam with the metal roof, and I've had zero complaints and zero ice dams with it. So it's our new standard procedure on three and a half homes if they have ice dams. That's going to be our first option we offer people. All right. 
Another text came in a bit ago says, well, what do you do with screws that keep working out of sheetrock? This is on the uh, southwest wall. Is there a better kind of mud to use that comes from uh, Lorraine? What do you think? No, no. Um, it's The reason why they're working out is because your house is moving. It's as houses shift and expand and contract, the, the mud you're using has very little to to do with why those screws are starting to pop out, and and we we, we try to bury them, but it said that whole wall moved, and that's why you're seeing your nail pops. So then you have to sand it out, and you try to bury the screw a little bit more, and then you put a new mud over there, and then the wall moves again, and you still have nail pops. So unless you're going to address why your wall is moving or why your house is shifting, you're never going to get rid of that. It doesn't it doesn't matter what type of mud you use. It'll keep on happening. All right, let's see. Here's another one. Good morning. It comes from Dave. Uh, says, I have another question about insulating my attached garage ceiling. I have a two-by-four construction for the garage, and I'm wondering if laying fiberglass insulation is just as good as blowing insulation. Since I already have sheetrock and painted walls, I believe I'm going to have insulation blown into those spaces. Your thoughts? Well, um, I yes, you have to look at your R value that that you're going to do. Now, if you're going to lay bats in the attic, and you're talking about a garage, I would I would walk away from that. I wouldn't do that because in garages, if you if you, if if any place is going to have pests or rodent issues, it's going to be the garage, and that's where cellulose comes. It, in like there's a reason why I put cellulose in in the ceiling of my shop after I spray foam. The fire retardant that's put in cellulose is a natural pest deterrent. They don't like to like when I get in attics and they have a lot of pest issues. Typically, there's fiberglass in there. For whatever reason, red squirrels, mice, rats, whatever, they're okay with fiberglass. But cellulose, it's a different story. They don't like the fire retardant that is applied to cellulose. So they stay away from it. And if you really have an issue. The stuff we talk about all the time, I call them little peppermint pillows, the, the mouse magic. I, you put that up in the attic, and, and you really don't have to worry about rodents. And again, it's about the odor that's coming from those types of products. Yeah, they don't they don't like that peppermint, spearmint uh, kind of smell. I'll tell you what, Andy, nope. we are plumb out of time. And uh, what, what's the, the best way for folks that want to get in touch with Linda's uh, construction? How do we do that? What's the best way? Any type of social media, you can find us on that or lindusconstruction.com. And as always, uh, the easiest phone number to remember is 1-800-LEAFGUARD. I know a lot of people are getting rain today. Free estimates on all home improvements. So 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Excellent. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Let's do this again next week, Andy. Thanks so much for your help today. We'll talk again no next Thank week. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Andy Lindus from Lindus Construction. Yeah, call him. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. 